Hello and welcome to the Football Manager Show by The Athletic, recorded as live from my daughter's bedroom while she does her homeschool work. We are the podcast that had much more time to play Football Manager over Christmas and thus I ended up getting the sack days before Santa had even emptied his. I don't know how this game's treating you, dear listener, but it's treating me like I held a New Year's Eve party for Rita Ora and half the Premier League. I worked so hard on Sunderland. I put in the hours. I made special progress reports for the entire youth team. And they still sacked me in March 2021, admittedly for surfing a wave of wild inconsistency all the way to 10th place. I even had a brief go on Arsenal, reasoning back in mid-December that I couldn't possibly do worse than Mikel Arteta. But oh no, I found a way. It's fortunate then that I enter 2021 as the host of a podcast dedicated to demystifying and disarming the sentient spreadsheet, this bastard son of Skynet that haunts me so. If you're a new listener, welcome aboard. There are eight other episodes on the feed, and they break down all the key aspects of the game, and they're filled with useful hints and tips to get stuck in. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. We've got three more episodes planned after this, but not before this, this very special episode devoted to Marine FC and their big game against Tottenham Hotspur this weekend. Uh, By the way, make sure you check out The Athletic. Loads and loads and loads of special stuff on that. Over here, some very special reporting of our own. So, how do we do a Marine special on a podcast when they're not even in the game? We have a special homemade Marine pack with all of their players carefully represented in digital form. We've got a copy of FM Touch and we've got three experts. We've got two experts and me and we're going to see who can guide Marine to victory over Spurs. First up, it's Alex Stewart, a man with a brain the size of a family hatchback whose day job is to analyse tactics for Tifo. (laughs) Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm all Um, right. Yeah, this this was a this was a challenge, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. There, there. Um, there's a bit of a golfing class. Yes, a slight golfing class. Um, so I, I, I very much went for a defence first kind of approach. I think um, that's wise. <laughs> and uh, assuming that Spurs would um would play with three at the back, as uh, because I left the tactics decisions on you know maintain the formation. Uh, for the opposition, I thought I would match that and try and get as much cover as possible. Um, play a, a kind of counter-attacking system. Look to keep things tight in the middle. Clear the ball long. All all of the sensible things that one would do. Um, uh, was there anyone you found on your team that you thought? I mean, because they're not. I mean, they're, they're very good footballers by any normal stretch. But set against Tottenham Hotspur. There, there really was a big gap. Was there anyone you spotted there that you thought there, there's someone I can, I can do something with this person? Um, yeah, Torre, I think, um, looks, you know, like a, like a decent, interesting player. Quick. Um, I, I put him in a, an attacking midfield role because I wanted Cummings up front to try and hold the ball up on the very, very rare occasions that we would potentially have a bit of possession. Um, and somebody a, a bit more physical and a target man would potentially be able to do that. Um, I had to pick Divine in central midfield because <laughs> because Joe Divine is uh, is the head of Tifo, and it felt just wrong not to do that. Plus, I also <laughs> wanted three central midfielders, um, and I was actually pleasantly surprised by um, Passant in goal 
um he he came up with a really quite a good performance for me um although i was not necessarily sold on him going into the fixture when when you put it all together because what we were doing we had we had touch um and we had the ability to control both both teams um, which was really weird but i don't know if you found this but when i was setting up the tottenham team to play against me it was like kind of building your own school bully to take your dinner money it, was, it just it, it was like i'm gonna put harry kane up front or should i but no yeah. important experiment we stuck to it as as you clicked continue and, and the game got ready to start um what were your feelings um i i, I certainly anxiety i mean <laughs> whenever i play football manager in any kind of public realm um that the nerves are certainly present and obviously previous interactions in football manager where you've been part of it have always gone really catastrophically badly so i I didn't have high expectations of this um and it's fair to say that my expectations delivered um i mean it wasn't it wasn't as bad as it could have been um but the statistics made for for very grim reading um not just the fact that we lost but you know the rest of it you better tell us how it went. I'm, I'm guessing that Marine are not in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Uh, not as far as I'm concerned. No, I, I mean I think I think a three nil loss is actually pretty creditable. Um, so we, you know, we we played stylistically as I suggested. So it was it was effectively a, a, a five three one one um, with a ball winning midfielder. Um, I did have Divine trying to get forwards from central midfield to support. Um, I I looked to have a, a ball playing centre back in the middle to try and get those long passes, but we ended up conceding thirty two shots and registering one. <laughs> um, Thirteen you know of their shots were on target. As this show goes on, you're going to find that's not that bad. Okay, all right. Well, that's that's. I mean, I I think so. The xg was um, two point six plays zero point zero two. Which is a fair reflection, but also, you know, I think keeping a team of, of that quality uh, to scoreless at half time was pretty you good. Kept, you kept them out until the break. Yeah, I kept them out until the 51st minute. Yeah, that's that's not too shabby at all. I think it, the real Marine would be happy with that. I think that's probably true. Joyce Joyce did a really good job at left back for or left wing back for me um, with a, a 6.2 and to be honest, it wasn't until kind of repeated thrusts from Matt Doherty from the right wing back position for Spurs finally came to fruition. I, th- I think the thing I struggled with most and what I'd probably change if I did it again was Deli Ali just got so much space in front of my back three. Um, and although I had the ball winning midfielder on, on defence, he wasn't dropping back far enough to cover those Deli Ali runs. Um, and so the first goal came from from basically... Ali bursting through onto a whipped ball uh and then uh, the second one was really nice link up play between him and Harry Kane in in that space in front of the back three and again he then was able to run through um he didn't get his hat trick because he missed a penalty uh, in the 84th minute which kind of slightly put a gloss on things um <laughs> but yeah no I I mean I like obviously I was going to lose I mean there wasn't there wasn't any way that wasn't happening, but uh, but a very defensive structure um, did kind of, I guess, do a reasonable job for me. 
All right. I I think I think you've done very well. I think that that to to hold them out for that long and then lose three nil. I think Maureen would be happy with that if, if that happened in real life. Um, in a moment, we'll be talking to our next guest from Sports Interactive itself. Um, before we get to that, let me tell you a little bit about The Athletic, who, of course, own this show. Um, and uh, as well they might. It's It's not just where we live. It's where all the best football journalists live. It's a place, a magical place, where no one ever has to write crappy clickbait. It's like a sort of protein shake of football goodness, especially compared to some of the empty calorie rubbish you'll find elsewhere. But what's the deal right now to you, Football Manager Show listeners? It's half-price subscriptions. If you join now using the all-important link, theathletic.com forward slash fmpod, you get the first six months for three ninety nine. So that is basically 24 quid to the end of June which is the end of the domestic football season. 24 quid for six months. Perfect. So sign up now, use the code, and, you know, treat yourself right in 2021. Read better stuff. Right, onwards. Next up in the Marine Challenge is a renegade from the Sports Interactive hive mind. You heard him on the recruitment episode. Now it's time to hear him in action. Andrew Sinclair. Hello, Ian. Thank you for having me back. No, welcome back. Welcome back. We've we've heard what Alex has has got up to. Um, Alex, the uh, literally his day job is is tactics. Um, entirely creditable three 0 defeat. Andrew, what was your master plan? Well, Alex was certainly the barometer I was measuring myself against. So I don't feel as bad now. Um, my management style normally is sort of ideally I think I'm a Johan Cruyff, but in practice I'm usually just a Zednik Zeman with a transfer budget. Um, nice. There's not normally much organisation. Um, but looking at the players, I realised that they didn't have great attributes anywhere, really. Uh, so usually I would hoof it long, but I thought if I hoof it long, I'm just going to keep losing the ball. And the more I give Spurs the ball, the more I'm going to concede. So I tried to play, I'm not going to swear, but I tried to play the most bleep house football possible. If Excellent. in doubt, kick it out. Kick them, waste time, get a goalkeeper to waste time uh, and pass it short, very low tempo. Try and hold on to the ball for as long as you possibly can. Um, and we did all right in the end. I mean, we still lost, inevitably. But, you know, we, we gave a decent account of ourselves. What What was the score? Uh, we lost 4-0, but I finished with an XG of 0.25 with three shots on target. So That's I was all very right. happy with that. Yeah. That's right. So how how did those shots come about? Because I don't want to give too much away on, on my game, um, but, but making chances was an issue. So essentially the tactic came from my previous high point in FM21 when I took the mighty Uzbek nation to goal difference away from qualifying from the World Cup group stages, beating my colleague Tom Davidson, who was managing the USA. Uh, so I used the same approach, uh, a 4-1-3-2 um, and basically keep it tight, hold your shape when you've got the ball, uh, don't take any unnecessary risks, low crosses and play for set pieces. I'd like to imagine that in the week before we drilled corners, free kicks and throw-ins to within an inch of their life. The first 15 minutes, we actually had three of our four shots, which I, I was getting quite animated at this point. Uh, <laughs> The first one, the ball broke and Torre smashed it from the edge of the area wide. And I was like, OK, we've had a shot. That's something. Uh, second one was the free kick on the left hand side played in. Cummins got a header and flicked it over the bar. 
Uh, and then the third chance came from a corner. And again, Cummins got high, but his header was safely caught by the welcoming French arms of Hugo Lloris. <laughs> um, over on the Football Manager website right now, the, the always excellent byline section, There, there is a piece that was written specifically about being an underdog um, and, and trying to overturn the odds. It's well worth a listen. Um, Andrew, coming out of this, what, what do you think you learned? Did you pick up anything that you, you could take into a campaign? Uh, I thought my strategy was fairly effective. You know, seven bookings, lots of time wasting. Um, but I just think the golfing class was probably too much in the end, even for the, the magic of football manager. Uh, because, yeah, once they scored the first one, after about 19 minutes, I just realised that no matter how many times I imagined myself screaming demand more from the touchline there wasn't really that much more they had to give <laughs> when we come back we're just going to hear about a very good podcast that you really should listen to when we come back it's it's my turn um brought to life with the magic of audio technology by producer cornelius mendez and the wonderful matt davis adams back in a sec He just looked stressed all the time. In esta sala, él es el puto jefe, el puto amo. It got really to the point where they were completely untouchable in the league. Ich bin ein Muschener, mir san mir. Someone should tell him that if he mentions some Coronation Street episode, something like that, probably he's going to be more more popular. I will be Mancunian for the rest of my life, so I will be Manchester City fan. And yet there's, there's something that, it just feels like there's something missing a little bit. I'm Ian McIntosh, and this is Beyond the Headline. Over the next two episodes, we'll take a look back on moments from Guardiola's coaching past and see what they might tell us about his coaching future. We'll ponder what another two years of Pep's Man City might look like and wonder whether everyone involved might come to regret it. That's Beyond the Headline, available wherever you get your podcasts or get it ad-free via The Athletic. Okay, welcome back. Um, it, it is with heavy heart and no small amount of anxiety that I say it's my turn to build a marine side that could take on the might of Tottenham Hotspur. Um, I, I tried not to overthink this, um, which someone of my limited capacities finds very easy, that concept. I went for Park the Bus, defensive mentality, it's essentially a 4-5-1 with two defensive midfielders um, and taking long kicks, slow the pace down, counter and then regroup. I've got to be honest, I worked harder on my set pieces than I did on the formation because I figured if I, I'm not going to get many corners, I really need to make them count. So I had a very complicated sort of decoy system of sending all my attacking players to the far post, sending the ball to the near post where my centre-backs were, having a man coming short so that he would drag a defender with him and just free up a bit of space. Um, and, and, you know, you, you'll, you'll see how that worked. But basically, if, if you imagine the tactics screen, it's it's 10 players behind the halfway line and poor old Torre up front as a pressing forward on his own. Let's just have a listen and see what happened. Welcome then to Rossett Park, home of Marine FC on this classic FA Cup afternoon. The visitors at Tottenham Hotspur, the golfing class is vast and down there on the touchline, Marine boss Ian McIntosh is visibly sweating. It's the FA Cup third round and it's live. 
14 minutes from the right wing. Aurier crosses first time into the box. Shot by Hoybier. Goal for Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, I say, what a goal. The fans love him already. 25 minutes in and Aurier is tripped by Joyce. Penalty for Tottenham Hotspur. Kane steps up. Goal for Tottenham Hotspur. He nearly took the net clean off with that. 2-0 to Tottenham then as we reach the half-hour mark. Solomon drives the ball forward. Sanchez misses the header. Toure has a go from a tight angle. Goal for Marine. Toure <laughs> finds the net. Oh. A fine strike by Toure. He's made an instant impact. <laughs> Half-time then. And you have to say, Ian McIntosh will be happy with that. I scored a goal. <laughs> I've, the moral victory is yours. <laughs> it's half time. It's two one. I've got to say the scoreline doesn't entirely reflect the dominance of, of Tottenham, um, who are just pouring forward again and again and again. And we're just we're we're doing what you deliberately didn't do, Andrew. We're just getting the ball and kicking it as hard as we can. And the moral victory is yours, Mister McIntyre. Well, I mean, you say that, but do you want to hear the second half? Uh-oh. Here we go then for the second half. It's Marine 1, Tottenham 2. 68 minutes gone and still Tottenham can't give themselves the cushion they need. Marine are working so hard that... Oh, Hoybier plays a smart 1-2 with Ndombele. Ndombele crosses from the left. Son Heung-min met the ball with a left-footed volley. Goal for Tottenham Hotspur. 73 minutes gone. Goal for Tottenham Hotspur. 4-1, Son Heung-min. 78 minutes gone. Goal for Tottenham Hotspur. 5-1. Lucas Moura. 88 minutes gone. Goal for Tottenham Hotspur. 6-1. Pierre Hoiberg. 93 minutes gone. Goal for Tottenham Hotspur. 7-1. Deli Alley. Well, isn't that just the ultimate insult? And that's full time. It was close for just over an hour, and then it really, really wasn't. Marine 1. Tottenham Hotspur 7. And Ian McIntosh is visibly weeping. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you so much to producer Cornelius Mendes and the wonderful Matt Davis-Adams um, for immortalising my humiliation in, in such style. Um, you can find Matt Davis-Adams on the brilliant Totally Football League show uh, and also the Nottingham Forest podcast on The Athletic. Well, gentlemen, um, what, what do you make of that? I I just loved the avalanche of goals that occurred in that second half because I I I mean I'm hugely like it doesn't surprise me that you got something out of Toure um and I did consider using him as a as a pressing forward on his Todd as well um but uh, yeah then it just the floodgates opened I guess but you know. Andrew I think in the end their superior fitness told well yeah. I, do, I think the thing I enjoyed the most was the increasing sense of resignation in Matt's voice. It was almost <laughs> as if, yeah, that's another one, and another one, and yeah, another one. Um, so my feeling that you had got the moral victory gradually went away. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that's the issue as well. The Tottenham players just generally are fitter, stronger, quicker, more technical, and they can bring stuff off the bench. Whereas I felt in my game, when it got to the second half and everyone was sort of puffing and blowing, there wasn't a lot to bring off the bench that would help. We um, we, we ended that game with one shot, one on target, uh, an XG of 0.05, so fair play to Toure for making that count. Um, for all the work on corners, we had none. We fouled them 30 times, which I'm really pleased with. 
um, and had 34% of possession. Tottenham had 42 shots, 18 on target, an XG of 3.88 and 24 corners. Um, so it, it's fair to say that I think I think Alex is probably the winner here with, with his 3-0, closely followed by you, Andrew, with 4-0. And yeah, we'll end the feature there. Um, gentlemen, thank you so much for, for joining us for this, for jumping through hoops for me. Um, I know that we'll have you both back on the show as soon as possible. Uh, Andrew Sinclair from Sports Interactive. You're on Twitter, aren't you? I am indeed, at amsinclair97. amsinclair97. Get following um, right there. Alex, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, Tifa are currently um, deep into the Sensible Transfer series, um, which I know is of, of interest to uh, football manager players because we, we highlight uh, people who you may not have heard of um, that might be worth scouting on a save and bringing in. So uh, check that out now. It is a brilliant podcast, all the more brilliant in the most recent episode that I've listened to um, for the tangent in the middle where Joe Devine talks about visiting sex museums. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Seb Stafford-Bloor calls him a naturally creepy man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's the kind of quality you get. And we've added football. Um, thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show today, um, can you do me a favour? Can you give us a nice little boost as I get ready to meet my bosses and say the immortal words, have I got a second series? Some of you have left some amazing reviews on Apple, but you don't even have to do that to win my heart. I mean, that will win my heart. But you don't have to do as much of that if you don't want to. Just give us a click. Uh, it could be a subscription, a rating, or, you know, both. But it would come in handy, especially this week. Right. We've got time for letters and uh, a good thing, too, because there's loads of them over the Christmas period, uh, including one from Sean McKenna, which was genuinely one of the nicest emails I've ever received. So thank you so much for that, Sean. Um, Ryan Hardy's message was nice as well. Uh, he says, I'm just wondering if there is a limit at times to how comfortable a player can get in their position. Um, so talking about, you know, changing players' positions, from say a central midfielder to a deep-lying playmaker, says, will some players hit a max at a position, or if I give it enough time, can I turn anyone into anything? Uh, we put that to Sports Interactive. They said there will always be a threshold of how much development you can give a player in a position. Usually your coaches will give you a training report on that. Well, they'll, they'll state that the player has reached their potential at learning a particular position. So it's worth reading through those reports, especially if you've given positional training to a specific player. Players may not become natural in a position, even if you play them there, as their attributes may not suit it, or you know, perhaps they're already natural or accomplished in other positions. So basically, yes, you can work on players. Yes, you can change some of them, but you're never going to turn them into complete naturals in an adopted position. Um, thank you so much for that, Ryan Hardy. Uh, Keith Edwards has a question regarding players and selection. Uh, some players have a yellow bar that links between them. And when you hover over the cursor, it states so-and-so uh, and so-and-so -and -so have a good partnership while playing together. He wants to know if there's a way to create more of these and, and sort of how it works, how, how you build up. Sports Interactive said player partnerships can grow organically over time. And some are actually in there from the start of the game if they're known and proven partnerships in real life. You need to preserve these relationships and they grow as players play together, like the central midfielders or the centre-backs or right-backs and right midfielder, even the strikers if you're playing two up top. These partnerships will grow depending on how long they play together, 
how well they play together, how the results go when they play together, and most importantly, how suited they are together in attributes and personality. Now, this does have an effect in the match. If two players have a good partnership, it will reflect better because they'll be working together. So that's a very, very important thing. Look to create those partnerships. Uh, thank you for that, Keith. Edwards Russell Wadey says, first of all, great pod. Gunnel Steve Wright. Thanks. Thanks. Loving the show. Um, uh, he says, I feel like a huge nerd, but it's great. That's all right, Russell. Embrace your inner nerd. He asks for an episode on FM Touch, the very piece of software we just used for the Marine Tottenham Challenge. Um, he hasn't played since Football Manager 16, no longer owns a laptop powerful enough to play the new game, but he's playing on his iPad. Uh, Russell, yes, we're actually on the case right now. I've got a copy of Touch on my Nintendo Switch and a copy of Mobile on my mobile. In the coming weeks, we'll do a special episode um, about the differences between those games uh, because a lot of people, you know, these fit far easier into their diaries. So we'll have a special look at that in an upcoming episode. Daniel Cheeseman gets in touch. Love the show, Steve. He says, uh, on Football Manager, I would love to know if the game gives us subliminal messaging from time to time and if we need to take notice. Important question. So uh, journalists will comment about players and their impact on an upcoming game. Is that a message to say, play him, he's going to play uh, or fan feedback, or suggested signs from journalists' articles. Thanks. Keep up the good work. We will, Daniel. Um, Sports Interactive, we obviously fielded this one to them. Uh, as with real life, fans and journalists don't always know best. Certainly true of my past career. Uh, you won't always be making the best decision if you act on their comments. Sometimes it can pay off, though. For example, a journalist might pick out a player that's worth you having a closer look at with your scouts, particularly if the journalist is covering the league that that player is currently playing in, so they've got a good awareness of their talent. It can be worth taking notice of fan feedback, particularly if their confidence in you is very low, as it was for me at Sunderland, um, and, and if it's starting to affect your standing with the board. But look, this is the word from Sports Interactive, you are the manager. And you need to make the decisions that you feel are best for the club. Um, that's where we're going to wrap up letters today. Um, we've still got loads more and we still want loads more. Um, send us anything. Send your questions, your observations, your comments, anything you like. It's not like I've got anything else to do until I get vaccinated. Uh, email address, as always, is imacintosh at theathletic.com. Okay. Time for Book Club. You know the score. We're looking for books that will inspire you or improve you on Football Manager. Uh, video games journalist Barry Collins got in touch. I used to follow Barry on Twitter, uh, where he is at Bazza Collins with two Zs. Uh, Barry's great. He runs FridayFM.net, which you might be interested in. It's a home for fine Football Manager content. Um, he followed, they do a mail out every Friday. It's really good. Get on board. FridayFM.net. He followed our tip to read Mike Calvin's Family. That's the book of the year in the life of Millwall. And he loved it as well. He might. It's brilliant. Um, and he went on. He read uh, Mike Calvin's seminal work on the art of scouting, uh, which is The Nowhere Men. Again, couldn't agree more. It's an absolutely brilliant book. So do yourself a favour. 
Um, it is, or it was when I checked yesterday, £4.99 on Kindle and £4.99 on Apple Books. So do yourself a favour, download uh, NoMM, and if you didn't get family, get family, it's brilliant. Uh, loads more books out there, and always eager to hear from you if you've read something good that might have gone under the radar that you think needs more credit, uh, and particularly if you're a publisher and you want to send me free stuff. And that is all we've got time for this week. It's been quite a show. Um, we will be back next week with more new stuff. This has been the Football Manager Show by The Athletic. I've been joined by Alex Stewart, Andrew Sinclair, and the producer's been Cornelius Mendes. See you next week. <laughs>